Welcome to a Trucker's Mind Podcast. I'm Eddie McGee. It's your boy K Fings. We're back, man. Episode 210. Yes, sir. Let's get right into it. Um, conveniently, right before the podcast started, we've seen some wild news concerning Will uh, involving Will Smith and Chris Rock. Chris Rock was up there doing his comedian thing, you know, cracking off some jokes, and he cracked the joke um about Jada Pinkett, and the, the joke was basically about G.I. Jane and basically making a correlation between those two and they're both bald and i guess due to jada pinkin having an insecurity about alopecia and not having hair she was she wasn't very comfortable initially in frame because they put it in frame with uh, will smith there and he looked like will was laughing at the joke but before chris rock even told the joke he prefaced it with like i love you but i'm waiting for gi jane too right mm-hmm. and then everybody started laughing and even Will, but Will looked back at his wife's reaction, and he walked. We didn't see that. We didn't see that. Yeah, you can't You can't put that out we there. We can't put that out there, but at the same time, he was laughing at the joke. Yeah. Either, either one or two things happened. Either he noticed how his wife reacted to the joke, or something flipped in his brain. Mm-hmm. Those are the only two things that happened, Keith. Yeah. So his wife didn't look, in frame, his wife did not look happy at the joke, and he was like, come on, Jada. You know, that's mm-hmm. what Chris Rocket said. Yeah. But fucking Will Smith all of a sudden walks on stage and assaults Chris Rock live on, slaps the shit out of Chris Rock live. Yeah. And walks back and yells, keep your keep my wife's name out of your fucking mouth. He said, what? He's like, keep my wife's name out your fucking mouth. And that shit to me was a complete overreaction. There are going to be women all over America saying that's a real man. That's how you stand up for your lady and all of this. I'm already knowing like the shows like The View and I didn't see anything wrong with what Will did. But I see a big problem with what Will Smith did. And what I, the problem with it is, is we can't we can't violently react to people because they don't know what triggers us. If this was the case, jokes wouldn't even fucking exist. Mm-hmm. Comedians wouldn't exist if everybody took everything personally. Mm-hmm. I was telling Keith before the podcast, my father has diabetes. He has had one toe amputated and he has terminal cancer. If someone was to crack a joke about cancer, I would laugh. If someone was to talk, crack a joke about some form of diabetes or something, I would laugh. I know it's not a, 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 a take on making fun of my father, but my thing is, is, if your wife or somebody is uncomfortable about the joke, you could address Chris Rock afterwards. But to assault somebody live, I cannot fucking say that that's okay. That's just not okay, man. Yeah. And I know like if any of the listeners out there watch um, Boondocks, but um, there's an episode where they have like the nigga moments where essentially like everybody in the episode is getting into fights over like just the most ridiculous stuff like stepping on people's shoes and, and all that. And that's what that reminded me of. Like seeing two successful, not two, I wouldn't even call it two people in altercation, but seeing a guy like Will Smith, whom a lot of us look up to as far as like entertainment and stuff like that, seeing him go up there and then just kind of slap him, it was like, it's very shocking. And I'm like, I still have this visceral response to seeing that because it when you see it, it doesn't look real. It looks like something that was staged almost. And it looks like, you know, maybe like part of the show and then you realize like this is real because he's having a real like he's really angry um it's it's very interesting because if you um if any of you out there have um listened to the will smith's audiobook or read his book right. you would know that like there's like this deep-rooted um 
thing when it comes to him protecting like people in his life, right? So one of the things that Will Smith dealt with in his house is domestic abuse. So his father used to um, beat up his mom. I think there was one moment where he like literally knocked her out. And Will Smith internalized a lot of that and he never stood up for his mom. Um, I think until the day, um, until, yeah, I don't think, I don't I think until his father passed away, but um, he just never stood up for her in any capacity. Like his siblings were looking at Will to do something in, in certain situations like, hey, you know, stop this, try to intervene. And he felt like he was uh, like just a very timid person, um, especially when it came to his dad. And, um, you know, he talked about a moment when he got a little bit older and he was running around in Hollywood and stuff like that. And he had a security and there was I forgot what it was, but there was a switch that went on and he would um, he would be getting into fights and stuff like that. But it was primarily like maybe an overreaction to his lack of um, ability to stand up for his mom when he was a child. Mm. So if you take all of that and then you 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 put it in this moment right here, um, you know, one, you realize that Will Smith is just a human being. Like, obviously, he's a celebrity, but he's he has emotions and stuff like that, just like anybody else. But you realize that maybe in that moment he's looking at Jada Pinkett as, you know, as he would his, his mom and how, you know, all those times when his dad may have called her out of her name or whatever the case may be. And he's internalizing that. And as a result, he goes up there and he slaps Chris Rock. But I think overall it's like, we, it just looks like, we just look like niggas. You know what I mean? Like mm. we on stage, you're you're on stage. You haven't won an Oscar as of the time that I'm speaking right now. You haven't won an Oscar yet. You know what I mean? And you know this is supposed to be the most heralded uh, award when it comes to you know acting in TV. I mean acting in film and stuff like that. And you know this is supposed to be like a, a glorious moment for us as a community to celebrate with you. Um, you know, you got guys like Denzel Washington there, obviously like a guy like Chris Rock, you got your wife there. And it's just like, it just looks terrible for you to be going up there and not being able to articulate yourself in a way where, like you would mention before, like, hey, you know, I, that joke, you know, up there that you said, that wasn't really cool. My wife is dealing with such and such. Yeah. But to go up there in your first reaction, like that's, that's like every person in the hood like when we make fun of like all these like LA gang members and you know or even gang members in Bakersfield like part of the joke is like the low emotional intelligence 100% you know what I mean so it it just it just kind of saddens me to to see this situation the main thing I took from all of this and I need all the comedians to listen all the comedians that may listen to this podcast learn how to fight don't ever let somebody come up there and assault you. Because if I'm on stage and Will slaps me, we're fucking fighting up there. Yeah, well, we got a squad. You want to fight me over a joke, motherfucker? I don't care what you've been through in your life. You do not have a license to come and assault people because of words. Fuck that shit. There's going to be people that say, like, no, he was standing up for his wife. You could still be a man and stand up for your wife if you are not overly emotional immediately. You you have to learn the you are not a man until you can control your emotions. Mm-hmm. And in that moment when you see your wife is uncomfortable, boom, that tells me, okay, you know what? Me and Chris are talking after the show. Mm-hmm. We're gonna talk after the show. And the only way I would assault Chris Rock is if I approach him after the show. I say, hey, Chris, that really put my wife in a bad place. She's very insecure when it comes to her situation. 
you know, this and that. And I don't know Chris, but I'm sure he probably would have been like, you know what? I didn't have any, there was no malicious intent behind it. I apologize. Mm-hmm. But if if Chris Rock tells me, I'm going to tell the joke again. I don't care. Now I'm going to fuck Chris Rock up. <laughs> because I've, I've, I told you how my wife felt and we could have been men about it. But now that you want to disrespect my wife, now you are hell bent on doing it. Now I got to hurt you. The funny part is like, Chris is probably he's, this is probably going to be a whole 30 minute segment in his new tour or whatever the case may mm-hmm. be. But he is the guy that made the joke about black people versus niggas. Yeah. And it's just ironic that Will Smith was up there acting. Like I just niggas. seen the funniest fucking tweet. I got to talk about it now. This is the tweet. Somebody tweeted this. Following that altercation, I'm being told Will Smith's mom got scared and now has to send him told him he's moving in with his auntie and his uncle I'm house dead. in Bel Air. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. That was good stuff. <laughs> that was a very convenient tweet. Some people, the way their brains work is just genius. But Who's, whose slap was crazier? Nipsey Hussle? Rest in peace, Nipsey Hussle. Wait, this or is way worse. Will Smith? This is way worse. Not only because, and then it was in a like an arena, the so you could hear the slap. slap around. Pow! It was a yeah. loud slap noise. The, it it should be labeled the victory slap part two if he does win the Oscar. I'm just putting that out there. Yeah, if he won it, they're going to take it away from that nigga right now and give it to somebody else. <laughs> like You can't have somebody oh, slapping man. somebody and getting an award at the same time. Yeah, that's crazy. It's like, we got to get Will Smith the fuck out of here. <laughs> you know what's crazy? He got to sit down and see. This is where the, the privilege comes in. Here we go. If anyone else was to get up and assault someone, they would be escorted by security. Yeah, they'd be carried out of there. He went to sit down comfortably after assaulting someone. They'd be kicked out of there like Uncle Phil and Jazzy Jeff. Ah! (laughs) (laughs) Where the Uh, fuck is Will Smith? Where is Uncle Phil to throw Will Smith out of the fucking awards? First things first, rest in peace, Uncle Phil. Ah! I wish Yo, I know how to. Sp- funny, I wish I knew bro. how to spell that sound. <laughs> it's A A A G H. Oh, I-, I seen a clip today with Jazzy. This is so hilarious. I seen it today. There was a clip with Jazzy Jeff, and he said that like every time he got thrown out, they used to do it in like two or three takes throwing him out. But he said he used to have to dive right, mm-hmm. and he said that like I got so tired of that because after a while I'd be all blue from jumping and hurting myself. Mm-hmm. He says, so that's why you keep seeing me in the same outfit over the years because I got tired of doing that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they said that they, they, I heard a different story in, in the in the book, but um, they were saying the same thing. They said you knew that uh, uh, Jazzy Jeff was going to get th- thrown out based off of the outfit he was wearing to the uh, like to the crib. So if you wear a specific outfit, you know that he was going to get thrown out. There. Yo. I'm going to say it because Keith won't. But where was this <laughs> same energy for August Alcina? <laughs> then he made a song about uh, called Entanglements mm-hmm. featuring Rick Ross. And Rick Ross hopped on here. I don't know. That was corny for Rick Ross to be on <laughs> Why is he on that song? That was corny. Huh, Entanglements. <laughs> Rick Ross the type of nigga that in the middle of his song he'll just promote his new uh, wing stop he's like huh entanglements come and see me on Glendale Boulevard at the new party wings at the new thigh stop he got thigh stop and wing stop now the thigh stop is not a, a facility it's the thigh stop is a real place they got a real store called thigh stop yes thigh stop because there was a wing shortage so a lot of the the, the, the actual locations <clears throat> turned into thigh stops it wasn't a store though. It was just a like a 
like a brand, a marketing ploy. Really? Yeah, I don't think they changed the name of Wingstop. Uh, well, they just started. No, they didn't selling. change the name of Wingstop, but it's a new thing. Let me double. I'll double check. Yeah, I don't know if there's a thigh stop, but I might be wrong. Yeah, there's but. a thigh stop, bro. Let's see. <clears throat> mm-hmm, mm. All right, watch. There is a chicken wing shortage, so th- so this chain wants you to start loving thighs. Boom. Yeah, thigh stop. What is thigh stop? On Monday, Wingstop announced. The launch of Thigh Stop, a virtual restaurant that serves, you guessed it, crispy bones uh, in chicken thighs, boneless uh, thighs for delivery. So Thigh Stop is a spot. It's not like a store, though, is no. what I'm saying. It was just a thing that they did when the wings were running were running low. Yep. But they still got thighs for your ass. Yeah, they got a lot of... They still, I think they still sell them. I went to Wingstop a couple months ago. I ain't been at Wingstop in a long time. They're pretty decent. Wingstop is good. Yeah, Wingstop is smacking O. Smacking O is like Will Smith. Yeah, man. Yeah, but uh, that's the thing. I don't know if Will Smith went off on August Alsina, but I just hope you kept that same energy with him and not just coming after the comedian, the funny guy. Some of these comedians will fucking fight you, though. Some of them know how to fight because they know that the jokes that they tell can trigger people, and comedians get attacked on stage. Mm-hmm. It happened. Andrew Schultz talked about it too. He said somebody, some I think some Dominican dude went up on stage and like slapped him, and then security got him. Mm-hmm. But the thing about Andrew, Andrew could fight. He got hands. I think Dale Hewley got hands too. Chappelle is in a boxing, so it's like, bro, if you would come and attack me, bro, we're gonna be fighting. I think. I think that um, I kind of want to commend Chris Rock for like having yes. some emotional intelligence, and yes. you know, maybe it's maybe it was a thing where he just. He feels like he's a little bit too mature to be fighting another black man, or maybe he understood that how that how damaging that would look on television, like two black men just up there rolling around tussling or whatever the case may be. But um, yeah, he, I mean, it, it could very well have just went left, and that whole and that one slap, you know, would have been much more magnified, and it, you know. And maybe we'll, I mean, maybe Chris Rock is a person like obviously he's from New York and stuff. So I, I wouldn't imagine him being like a soft person. But maybe he was like, "Yo, I'm, I'm keeping my cool up here." But when we, uh, when we get backstage, like we could throw hands if you want to. Yeah, man. You know? This, this is just a bad way to handle <clears throat> business, fellas. Mm-hmm. You know, it, the thing about it too, there are men literally that if you, you get, if you looking at, let's say you see some woman, you looking at her booty and you just walk off like, you looking at my girl, dog. You looking at my girl, and they really want to fight you. Mm-hmm. And it's like, what do you like if? And the thing about it is, is if I'm looking at some ass, and I walk off because we're all men, we're all humans, so we look, we'll see. There's a there's a difference between staring and looking. I look at ass, I don't stare at it. Mm-hmm. So if I look and I'm going about my business, and a dude is like, "Hey, bro, you looking at my girl? Mm-hmm. How am I supposed to even respond to that? You putting me in a position where it's going to be a physical altercation? Yeah. Because if I'm be like, oh no, nah, man. Mm-hmm. That's a lie. Yeah, I was looking at I was looking at some ass. I was like, I mean, yeah, but I didn't know that was your girl. Mm-hmm. That would probably be my. He'd be like, well, you better stop looking, homie. And it's like now you're trying to tell me what to do, and I don't know. That's you. when it's the you know. Now, now we got smoke because now you coming at me with all of this anger and all these problems. Yeah. But truth be told, now especially at my age, I'd be like, hey, you know what, homie, you go about your day. You have a good one, man. Mm-hmm. And I'll just try to walk off. Yeah. Because I'm not gonna be fighting you and, and for no reason just because your wife got your girl got a fat booty and I seen it. Mm-hmm. We supposed to fight over that? Yeah. Like, bro, how many times have you been out with a girl and y'all either dating or you just chilling and you bust dudes looking at her booty? 
I don't give a fuck. It's just whatever. It's like I can't control another man's eyes. And mm-hmm. then not to mention, you shouldn't, if you don't want people looking at your girl, then date someone unattractive then. Yeah. I'm just if we gonna keep it, we gonna keep it funky. <laughs> Jay somebody, yeah, yeah. If your girl got a fat ass or she looks very good, men are gonna look. Mm-hmm. You know what's funny too? What I see a lot of men doing. I'll be at the grocery store or somewhere else, and you see a dude just looking up and down, looking at everybody. Mm-hmm. He looking at you. You just like walking, minding your business, and the dude like staring at you to see if you looking at his girl's booty. Yeah, that's weird. That's weird, man. Some that's people weird. get off on that though. What do you like mean? A, they're like semi cucks. Mm. Like they like when other people like their girl. You know, oh. those people that like, you know, they'd be like grabbing a girl's butt in, in the yeah. grocery store and stuff like that. Yeah, they want to know if you're looking. They yeah. actually to be like, you want to fuck my wife? I'd be like, man, don't threaten me with a good time. <laughs> I actually do. <laughs> <laughs> nah. Uh, I will I will say though, for Jada, Jada Pinkett, it's it's perfectly fine for her her to not be okay with that joke. If you have like some you know, insecurity that you're dealing with and, you know, you don't necessarily find that funny, then you're, 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 it's okay for you to have, to have that emotion. Um, Cause you know, I've been in certain situations where I've been in, um, somebody told a joke about me or, you know, I've been at the, uh, I've been at the uh, little comedy club or whatever. And it's people telling these black jokes that I don't necessarily find funny. Um, but I, I just, I just think like the reaction from Will Smith. Was That's a too much. O- it was a little OD. It wasn't a little. It was way over the top. And then the yelling at the top of your voice. Yeah. It's like, bro, this is not the setting to have this type of reaction. I can see. Looks so bad, it just looks bro. so bad. I can see if you outside the awards or something. But like, dog, what's going? What's really going on? Is Will on medication? Like, what the fuck is going on? <sighs> to 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 switch that quick. It was like a cold switch. Mm-hmm. He went from laughing at the joke to assaulting somebody. What the fuck happened in between? Yeah. He was like, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> <laughs> What the fuck is wrong with this guy? That was like some Joker, uh, yeah. Joker stuff. Yeah. You know what might have happened, though? Will probably figured, like, I got to assault him now because he got security and ain't going to let me get to him. <laughs> Who knows, bro? That, yeah, no one's no one's going to do anything. Like, the the shout out to the camera crew because you can tell they were like, no one knew that that was going to happen. Everybody right. was reacting to this in real time. I could imagine, because my cousin works, he worked in production, so I know how those conversations behind the scenes go. Yeah. Like, hey, camera, uh, camera three, make sure you get him going. Uh, uh, so Will Smith is walking to the stage. Camera four, make sure you get him going up there. <laughs> so I could imagine them like, I don't know what's going on, but get Will Smith. He's walking. Oh, get, get the close up on the slap. All right, all right, all right. Zoom out, zoom out. Okay, good, good. These niggas are crazy, but make sure you go back. I'm just like, <laughs> Uh, camera four, get the assault. <laughs> camera four, get the assault. That's a beef. I'm like, bro. Oh, it just looks goodness. bad, man. I think yeah. at the end of the day, like we want to, as as we already don't get a fair shake as black men. You know what I mean? It's always like, especially me when I worked at La Mina, it was situations where um, they don't even play hip hop music when there are too many black people in the in the in the in the bar. So. I just know for me, like I am very mindful of the narrative of of us, you right. know. And Will Smith is kind of beyond being black, but at the end of the day, like he is a black man, right. and I just think like we have, uh, we're supposed to operate in a way where you know we're we're 
we're emotionally intelligent. We're we're mindful of our surroundings, yeah. and we're not up there. Just you know what? I'll tell you this much. I think, and this is this is going to sound kind of fucked up, but I think that it is very hard for Will Smith to exist in the now. I think that Will Smith was better suited to live in the 90s and early 2000s when he could literally be this guy who was never in the limelight unless he was doing a movie. But now that they have social media and all these other outlets and Twitter and social media and all this shit swirling around. How old is Will Smith? Like 50? I don't know. He's right right around 50 years old, right? Mm -hmm. So being as he's around 50 years old... um, he didn't have to deal with this in the 90s. He could just be this guy that everybody thought these things of him, but no one even knew. They just mm-hmm. knew him as an actor. Mm-hmm. But now he's assaulting people in 2022 on stage. Yeah. He's got a book. I have not read the book. I got to this this yeah, I think read the book, bro. I got to get I got to be, read the book because this this really sold the book to me. <laughs> I really, I really want to see why Will Smith. If the sales is go up, bro, after the slap. Oh that's yeah, crazy. the that's sales the are gonna go. The sales are gonna go crazy. But no, but when you when you hear the stories that I mentioned earlier, you're gonna be able to connect the dots. So right. you're like, oh, this is because we're all byproducts of you know how we were raised and stuff like that. Yep. So if you see that, you're gonna be like, oh, okay, this is exactly why this happened, and you know what I mean. So. Man, yeah, yeah. Yes. I sold the book for him. I definitely sold the book. I'm gonna, go, I'm gonna go get it now. Yeah, you got to for sure, man. Mm-hmm. You, you kind of want to know the prequel to the story, right? Mm-hmm. That's crazy. And you know the unedited video that that actually like you could hear it. It wasn't an American video. It was like in like some about like China or something. It was different. Well, it's, the Oscars are you know it's an international event, so they were yeah. streaming in other languages, and there were people like, yeah. but. There's an English one that oh, just there has it. Yeah. Oh, okay. But the other one was just like, Shing Swang Song, Sing Song Chang, Jada Pinkett, Shing Swang Song. Oh, dang. Arigato. I know why. Chris Rock. All you hear is like, What is on your mind? What is she now? Oh man, no, I'm not. Shrey, you can. I'm not Hadouken. You listen to that telecast, you think Will Smith threw a Hadouken? Oh, this man. nigga Will Smith throwing sonic booms. <laughs> sonic <laughs> boom. No, can, can you imagine if they did this live? Like instead of like you hear the slap, it's just all like edits of like Street Fighter. Hadouken, <laughs> 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 Hadouken. Yoga flame. Yoga fire. <laughs> Yoga fire. Uh, bro, if you listen to this podcast, you'll get the greatest ideas. All it's right. Like content creators and memes and all that, gifts. Yeah. That'd yeah. be hilarious if they just put the. Uh, what, what's what's Ryu and Ken when they do that jump <clears throat> that jump punch? Or, the, or the, that back kick where they spinning around? I don't know. I put the bilk it. <laughs> I put the bilk it. <laughs> <laughs> That was funny, bro. Yo, Chung Lee had the most wild kick, though. I remember for a little bit, I used to play my sister. She used to whoop my ass in that game. I used to get oh, so the little King Song kick. <clears throat> yeah. yeah. Chung Lee was thick, too. Oh, bro. Nobody talk about that. Nobody talk about Chung that. Lee was thick, yo. Top five thickest cart- cartoons. I yeah, got Chung Lee was built, dog. Mrs. Incredible. Yo. Chung Lee. Chung Lee. Yo, you know what they did with Chung Lee, though? And this is. I don't know if this is the animators that did it, but like when they did the Street Fighter versus Capcom or whatever, like literally in the video game, if you guys go to YouTube and look, 
like Chung Lee used to do that fighting stance, but in the newer game, they got her titties all bouncing. Bow- yeah. You see that? Mm-hmm. I'm like, Jesus Christ. Chung Lee thick, man. And you, you know what they did on the old Street Fighter? They Chun Lee had like a uniform on. She it was short, like the skirt was short. But on the new one, it's opened up in the <clears> middle, <throat> and you see the titties bouncing. And I'm like, dude, this is supposed to be a video game. Man. They trying to make this into, like, anime porn on the motherfucking the Street Fighter. huh? Yeah. It's like, come on, man. You'll mess around and, like, try to play the video game and end up with a bottle of lotion and some napkins <laughs> next to you. <laughs> you supposed to be playing Street Fighter. Hadouk! Oh, oh. Oh, man, I can't beat that level, man. <laughs> you beating something else. Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. Imagine somebody's mom coming there. Uh-uh. Who got all this goddamn lotion all over the controller? Deontay, where the jerkins at? <laughs> in there. Empty. Oh, Shea man. butter in there. Oh, Tapped man. Tapped out. Well, Will Smith, we wish the best for you and hope that... Uh, I hope he wins, though. And all, you know, and all jokes aside, I, I think it's... Uh, it's it's kind of like the Leonardo DiCaprio moment where after all those years he finally got his Oscar. Yeah. And I would hate, you know, that that's just him in a 45 second window. Yo, just hold on, bro. This marks Will Smith's first. He just fucking won. Oh, a victory slap too. Oh Told you. my <laughs> goodness. I wonder if he Will Smith apologizes in an emotional acceptance speech after slapping Chris Rock. Oh, yeah. Nigga, what did he say? I wonder if we could find it real quick. I am speechless. Chris Rock may try to sue him. I don't think Chris Rock gonna sue him though. I yeah, don't think I don't, so. I don't, I don't, I don't see, see that it. happening. Only the third black man to ever win the best actor. Quite historical. It's a historical night for the wrong reason though, because he slapped a man before he got the fucking award. That's wild. This is wild. That's wild. Will should have had the same energy when Jada was in that entanglement. <laughs> That's what I just said. Jada, bro, Jada was getting the shit fucked out of her by a young dude. And the dude made an entanglement song and all of that, but he didn't publicly say anything. But you will publicly assault a comedian? Mm -hmm. That's that's fucked up. But shout out to Will, yo. It doesn't change how I feel about Will. I think Will is an amazing, amazing actor. I think I... uh, If your man ain't giving out big willy slaps to defend you ladies... I got it right here. What happened? You got audio, it? yeah. Put it on there. Fierce. Oh, man. Uh, cool. Make it, put it closer. There you go. Richard Williams um, was a fierce defender of his family. Yeah. In this time in my life, in this moment I am overwhelmed by what God is calling on me to do and be in this world making this film I got to protect Anjanou Ellis who was one of the most the strongest most delicate people I've ever met. I got to protect Sanaya and Demi, the two actresses that played Venus and Serena. (laughs) 
I'm being called on in my life to love people and to protect people and to be a river to my people. I know to do what we do, you got to be able to take abuse. You got to be able to have people talk crazy about you. In this business, you got to be able to have people disrespecting you. And you got to smile and you got to pretend like that's okay. But Richard Williams... And what I loved, thank you, D. Denzel said to me a few minutes ago, he said, at your highest moment, be careful. That's when the devil comes for you. That's bad. That was, a, it was I guess it's more. But. It, it must be more. To, I want to hear the apology. Yeah. I because the apology I, all that shit he said, I don't give a fuck about it. That doesn't absolve you of slapping somebody and assaulting them because it's a joke you didn't like. That's yeah, it fun. sounded like he was setting up the yeah. like the the. Uh, I, I know you're a good actor, but let's cut the fucking acting out right now, okay? And and let's get to the meat and potatoes. You slap somebody because they told him, I'm a protector, okay? <laughs> this sounds very fucking uh uh, uh Je- Jesse Smollett to me, okay? Oh, dang. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you don't get to fucking put on this great acting show after you assault somebody, like I just mentioned, like. Nobody knows what's going on in my situation. My father has terminal cancer. Mm-hmm. You know, he doesn't have long to live. But if somebody was to crack some joke about something, I don't correlate that with my life. I don't know what everyone else is going through, but let's be very clear. It does, it does not give you any license to get away with assaulting a person mm-hmm. for a joke. And he didn't even, it wasn't even malicious. It was a joke. Like mm-hmm. we, And especially me and Keith, as we are, you know, have done comedy and are fans of comedy, um, jokes wouldn't exist if everybody got slapped for telling them. Yeah. So it's like when I heard him first say like he was a great protector, I'm like, oh, here we go with this shit. <laughs> here we fucking go, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm not like sometimes a lot of people that are in you know whether they're in Hollywood or they're actors, they tend to um adopt this culture. It's just like those people. Remember the people, uh, all those actors that had the black and white screen, and they were like. I will dedicate my life to this or do with this. Like it was a yeah. long video mm-hmm. like that didn't help anything, mm-hmm. but they really thought they were doing something. Yeah. That's kind of what Will Smith was just doing now. Yeah. But I need to hear the rest of it to get context that the first half of it did not like it after the pod. We'll revisit it and listen to it. But that mm-hmm. apology should have been at the fucking top. That should have been at the top. You don't slap a man on there and assault them. And then you get to sit back in your seat. And then you get up, they give you a fucking award, and now you give a speech about being a protector. That does not absolve you of anything. I don't like it. I don't, yeah, I would have to hear the whole thing, <laughs> but I, I definitely don't like if 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 you were if you're only setting up um, that speech, um, you know, leading with the idea of being a protector and protecting your family yeah. to say that to almost absolve yourself from. You know what you did. I don't necessarily like. No, yeah. I'm gonna tell you why. You know what? And I say this, and it may make me sound ignorant. I don't give a fuck what he has to say, because when you're that quick to get up and slap a man, 
you should be quick enough to get up there and apologize. I want to preface this whole statement with an apology. And mm-hmm. then if you go on, that's fine. Mm-hmm. But it's, if it takes you that long to get to the apology at the end, it's like, come on, dog. Mm-hmm. We, we got to make it to your speech before you apologize for assaulting me on stage? <laughs> like, what the he fuck? He also only needs to apologize to Chris Rock. Yeah, right. So, I, I mean, I don't. if he apologized to him behind the scenes, then who cares? Honestly, no. You can't do that. He doesn't have the privilege to do that. Well, not, I'm not saying he doesn't have the privilege to do it, but when you slap a man in front of a bunch of people, when you're a celebrity, you also have a different form of responsibility for everybody to know that that's okay. So you slap a man in front of all these people, and then you say nothing about it, and you just walk off. They're gonna be like, they're gonna be like, oh, well, he must be okay with that. I don't know, but if they did it on a personal level, then like, cool. He didn't slap me. So, but this is know. not how it works, Keith. Like, if you are a celebrity and you do some shit like that publicly, you need to make it a statement publicly. That's just how it is. I'm not, like, as normal people, that's different. We could do this one-on-one. But I'm just saying that's between between them. Like, if Chris Rock... Nope, it's between him and all the people that seen him get fucking slapped. But they're not getting slapped. They did, they're, they're just witnessing a slapping. I if know. he's apologizing to the Oscars for making an ass out of himself, that's perfectly I don't, I don't, fine. I don't think you're back if he's apologizing to Chris Rock behind closed doors and he doesn't do it or he does it at the end of his speech, then like, I don't, I don't care because I'm not, he didn't slap me. He didn't slap anybody I love. I'm not even involved in it, but I don't think you're picking up what I'm laying down. This is what I'm saying. Stop laying stuff down. Yeah. I'm laying it down. Nah. If you, if let's say you just, you get in an argument with a random woman and that you're in the middle of a classroom of, 300 people let's say you're in college and you'd be like fuck you you stupid bitch right and then you storm out of the classroom everybody that's sitting in that classroom when they see you they're like man that's that guy that called her a bitch he didn't even apologize now all these people that were there to see you call her a bitch they look at you like this evil guy if you're will smith that is magnified times eight million if you don't make a statement right there Everybody gets to run with the narrative that's seen it. That's what I'm saying. So when, whenever you're a person that's a celebrity, you just got a whole different way you got to move. He, what, the way he moved out of character like that, that's just something you never get to see. Mm-hmm. I think that what's going to happen now, I think they're going to have security that's going to be near the stage at the ESPYs or any other award show now. So when somebody try to come up there, he's going to get stopped. I would imagine there's some type of security already. Oh, But it is. was just because... It's Will Smith. It's Will like, Smith. If Denzel Washington walked up to the stage, they may have just thought of it as like, a, "Oh, this is going to be some off the cuff moment." Yeah. Imagine if Imagine if Denzel did that. Like, Denzel don't like being played with. Yeah. Get up people there have like, showed him those videos of him, like uh, people impersonating him. Idris Samdu, the guy in, in Snowfall, like people have showed him those little videos that he be doing, and he'd be like. You know that's cool, but you know that ain't that ain't funny to me. I'm a real actor. <laughs> He'll walk up on there, you motherfuckers. You yeah. think you could do huh? this to me? You think this is cool, huh? You think it's funny, huh? <laughs> I have you niggas in Pelican Bay. <laughs> Will Smith, huh? Going up there and slapping niggas out. Huh? <laughs> King Kong ain't got shit on me. Shoe program, nigga. Twenty four hour lockdown. <laughs> I run shit here. You just live here. <laughs> Blue magic, huh? <laughs> huh? 
Oh man. Oh man. That's hilarious. All right. Man. Switching gears. We've been how long we've been on this one topic, dude? I don't know, but that was good. That was fun. We've dedicated most this this, this podcast has been dedicated to Will Smith's anger. <laughs> <laughs> it's been sponsored by Will Smith's anger. <laughs> All right. Funny. Switching gears. Uh a singer has been hospitalized for holding in farts. And and this may sound comical, but this really happened. All right, Brazilian singer reveals she was hospitalized after refusing to fart in front of her partner. A Brazilian singer has revealed that she was hospitalized due to holding her farts in while around her partner, and now she's letting them rip. Now Vivian D. Carlos Piera, um, 27 years old, who goes by performing name Polka, posted videos of herself at the hospital in since, since a since-expired Instagram story, which has <clears throat> been reported. In the clip, Polka told followers that she is fine now, uh, following some severe pains in her stomach due to trapping farts. So she was trapping farts and not and holding them in. And th- th- here's my take on this: um, th- it's a, it's a lot that goes with this. Um, I don't want to completely blame men for this, but I will say this, fellas: we got men, we got to lead relationships better. Because we got to be the first ones to fart in a relationship, man. Mm-hmm. We like whenever you get a woman's guard down and get her very comfortable, she'll be blowing ass everywhere. Yeah, she's not afraid to come to your apartment and take a shit or fart or you know not wear makeup or be goofy and weird and silly. But when a woman is with a dude and she don't feel real comfortable with, they're gonna be holding in farts. I once heard a woman; she literally told me. She said that she was with her boyfriend over a year and a half and never farted around him. And I'm thinking, like, then what the fuck were you doing with this guy? Yeah, that's wild. Farting is a natural thing. Yeah. You know, but some sometimes women can get too comfortable and just be like, pff, 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 pff. Oh, God. that's so funny, huh, babe? And be like, hey, you smell like a fucking farm animal. Stay over there. You know? <laughs> but, <clears throat> yeah, man, it, it's it's crazy how... You are too afraid to, you're afraid of judgment. That's the problem. Like, I know you're shitting. I know you're farting because we're human, mm-hmm. right? And I might crack a joke on you and be like, damn, that stinks. But I'm not going to be like tripping out. Yeah. I, I guess for me, I don't know really their relationship, like the ins and outs of it. But like you said, um, like men, men have to lead the way. But there's also some men that be like, yo, don't fart around me. That's like, weird. Yeah, it's, it's just super weird. Like, I think we, it's a, it's a natural thing, like you said. We have to um, sometimes just give women the freedom to to be themselves, to yeah. to to laugh or giggle when you know when they when they feel like it or when they when they need to. But it's a uh, I just overall like she probably didn't know what she was doing to her body just by holding holding in all these farts. But I don't know. It's just like you putting yourself through hell just to make yourself feel like a like an angel around your boy. That's so weird. Yeah. Bro, look, I'm going to tell you, this is just advice for all the men out there. If you really feeling a girl like big time, like you know this shit is serious, fart, bro. Tell her to roll the window down and bust a big one out. Yeah. You got to set the stage, bro. Mm -hmm. And people laugh at this because we're talking about farts right now. But you need to let that shit rip, yo. Yeah, you got to be able to fart. You got to be able to fart because you got to set the tone. Mm -hmm. And then she'll feel more comfortable. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think it's a lot of women who are in relationships with dudes that they don't even feel comfortable with. 
Yeah. And that's not cool. And you know what? I'm telling you something else, too. And the people you'll laugh at this, you should not be even posting pictures with someone you can't fart around. Yeah. Why are y'all posting pictures of each other on Instagram looking like y'all in love, but you can't even smell this person's fart? Mm-hmm. I need a woman that can handle my farts, Keith. Yeah. You got to be able to handle the farts if you want to you wanna, wanna get married. If you want to be with me, you got to understand that it's going to be smelling bad sometimes. Mm-hmm. But I'm always gonna be for you, be here for you, love. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> to me, it, to me, it's funny. You know, like I'm not the person that's gonna be nah. bashing some woman for farting. You know what I mean? It's just, it's just a little gas. Yeah, know? yeah. Depending <coughs> on what, you, especially if you spend a lot of time together. Yeah, you know, if you live in with a person <coughs> or whatever. Like. Yeah, and I think the first fart from women is real timid. It's like. <laughs> it's like kind of like a you it's know kind of squeak out kind of an insecure fart you know yeah. what I mean like mm. yeah and then once she get real comfortable it's like mm-hmm. now her fart sounding like a uh, you know like a, a sound from Street Fighter <laughs> what's that dude E Honda <laughs> yeah you know that movie Honda had where he grabbed you and like kind of like choked you or he squeezed you mm-hmm. that's how the women's farts be sounding when they get comfortable <laughs> <clears throat> yeah yeah man it's just it's unfortunate. And and now we know that if you hold your farts in, it's bad for your It's health. bad for your stomach. Mm-hmm. I mean, look, I think you that- can feel that though. I know when she was holding them farts in, she was like, oh, this cuz cuz when you when you hold a fart in, it go like it push back up into your stomach yeah. and then it try to get back out a couple minutes later. It's like when you when you lock up a bad dog in a cage or something like that and you just keep getting out of the Getting, keep getting out of the kennel or the backyard, that's pretty much how holding it a fart is right. A fart is his own experience, Keith. Mm-hmm. I don't think you can compare that to anything. If it keep getting out, and the <coughs> badass dogs be running around eating up your yard and whatnot. <clears throat> I think that, honestly, you can't compare this to anything because you keep holding the farts in, by the time you probably let it out, you might shit. Yeah. Now you got a whole different problem. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Now, now you were you were embarrassed to fart. You were scared to fart, but now you shit it on yourself. Congratulations! Even if you was uh, <coughs> Charlamagne was talking about it on his uh, donkey the other day, but he was just like, "Bro, if you got to fart, like just get up and go to the bathroom. <coughs> if it's that bad, it's you a, know, I'm not you going to the fucking bathroom. That's I'm ridiculous. talking about her. If she's oh. embarrassed to fart in front of her significant other, like just get up and go somewhere else. I think fart. I think he said that. I think he said like I, he said I go to the bathroom and rip if I really got to. But it's like, dog, that's too much work. Like, what I'll do is, bro, I'll warn some people. I might step out the office or something like that. Like, to be respect, if I'm really comfortable around people, I'm not, I might step away a little bit because I done blew ass on, on Keith a billion times. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But I tend to, like, get up and walk across the room and blow ass. I almost fainted one time. We was driving <clears> in the car. We was coming back from out of town. Oh, man. I was yeah. killing y'all that day. Yeah, I was getting woozy, It was man. so bad, though. They was getting drunk off my farts, yo. Yeah. Keith was eyes as bloodshot red. Eddie, Eddie on protein is deadly. So whoever is in the future, if you listen to this podcast and you want to get married to Eddie or you want to date Eddie, just keep the protein out of the house. Keith, Keith's eyes is bloodshot red from the, <laughs> from the shit smell. Yeah, it looked like I was on cocaine. I was like, damn, this nigga Keith off them perks. <laughs> <laughs> the Adderalls. <laughs> I was farting so bad, Keith was like, Percocet? Probably Percocet. Hey, Percocet. That's crazy. <laughs> Fark is it. <laughs> yeah, man. Um, if you learned a valuable lesson from this story, um, make sure you're with somebody that you can be comfortable around. Because if you're not, you're going to do things like hold your farts in. It, okay, look, I'll make this last point. 
if you think about the people you're closest with, your friends, your your wife, your husband, you know, extended family, you're farting around all these people. Mm-hmm. You're comfortable enough to blow one out. And, and ladies, don't you for one moment sit back and say, I'm a woman, I can't fart. Fuck that. Fart equality, okay? No, it's facts. We need equality for these women's farts. It is Women's History Month, okay? We yeah. will not accept any fart slander towards women on this month. Yeah. I have, I have a dream. <laughs> and one day, women will be able to stand up and fart. Yeah. Just like a man. Joe Biden got to incorporate in that into his next campaign. Joe Biden is a farting motherfucker himself. You hear about the stories about him? Uh-uh. There was there was countries complaining about Joe Biden farting. Nah, I swear this is recent, dude. That's crazy. Yeah, they were talking about Joe Biden blowing ass and how it's getting worse. I'm surprised you didn't hear about this shit. I do not pay attention to Joe Biden farting, bro. It's hold on, Joe Biden farts and watch the stories come up. All right. Joe Biden farted in other embarrassing royal moments. Uh, Biden reportedly farted in front of Duchess Camilla Parker Brown. Mm-hmm. I don't know. This is a whole video. I want to see that shit. Yeah. But yeah, Camilla Parker Brown was like, hey, man, you need to chill on whatever you're eating. But you got to think about Joe Biden. How old is he now? 79 or some shit? Yeah, his intestines is different. Yeah, he's got his, he got, he got, his bowels has got racism in him. Yeah. He got, he got civil rights bow. He got civil. <laughs> <laughs> you imagine Joe Biden listening to like Martin Luther King's speech back in the day when he was like openly racist. He's like, oh, that nigga can't stand him. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, Joe Biden got some old withery bows, man. Yeah, he's got his bows. He's he's got like. He's got like a milkshake in his bowels from like 1968. That's wild. That still hasn't came out. Yeah. He's got, yeah, that guy's got some shit. <laughs> you know, like gum just stay under the table, like the little desk. Like you go to BHS, gum just under the desk yeah. for like 50 years. <laughs> so 50 years <laughs> gum. That's you, Joe Biden's bowels. Yo, no bullshit. Back when I, they still had the gum on the shit when you were there? Mm-hmm. Oh my God, dude. Could you, like under the desk, that was one thing, but on campus, it looks like a Dalmatian because it's a bunch of like. Yes. Like oh, my God. Yo, it's part but, of the aesthetic of the campus is crazy. Dude, dude, check it out, bro. Back when I was at BHS, I, I first went to BHS my freshman year, 99, 2000, right? Mm-hmm. And when we had a study hall, right? Mm-hmm. And in the study hall, it was super fucking old. Mm-hmm. It was before they renovated it, right? Mm-hmm. And they had the original desk <clears throat> from like, like the fucking 40s, dude. Yeah. And these desks had gum underneath it, but the gum turned into rock solid, like a thing. And mm-hmm. I was and I was curious, like, what is that? So I took, I had like a nail, and I like scraped it, like, like start chiseling it. Yeah, I scraped it, and it was pink. I was like, that's gum, man. Underneath the black part. Huh? Yeah. Oh man, it looks. It was so fucking old, and those seats were old. Mm-hmm. BHS came around in the early 1900s. Yeah, early like nineteen like nineteen twelve or some shit or before like something. It's super because it was it was like a hospital at first. Yeah, it's yeah. crazy. Yeah, I think I already told the story about the Japanese. I already mm-hmm. told that right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, bit back in the forties uh, when Pearl Harbor was going on, <clears throat> Pearl Harbor happened. Then afterwards, we responded. But what we did is we took all the Japanese students out of Bakersfield High and other places, and then we sent them to internment camps. Mm-hmm. And um, those students did not get their high school diploma until my 
graduating class in 2002. So students from like 1945 mm-hmm. didn't get their high school diploma until my year in 2003 when I graduated. That's wild. That's wild, bro. And they was yeah. old, like stupid old, mm-hmm. wheelchair old. Yeah. And they was like, and each name was like, Marigachu, Marigata. Pukosa, Pudiskuma. Was the principal, uh, was he announcing the names? Yeah, he was fucking them up. He was trying. <laughs> I bet. It's like, Teriyaki Kudushinya? <laughs> like, that's not his name, motherfucker. <laughs> this guy is just fucking all the names up. His name is not Mazda. Okay, that's the wrong fucking name, buddy. <laughs> Nissan Altuma? <laughs> oh, man. You know that you'd probably be a parent telling a dad joke? I wonder what the MPG is on that thing. Oh, man. That was a crazy time, man. If you guys go to YouTube and look up Bakersfield High School, um, like, class of 2003, and they put, like, Japanese or something, you'll see, like, uh, I think it was a history teacher, Ken Hooper. Shout out to Ken Hooper. you see, like, this white guy with glasses and a big was old he beard. Was basketball? Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of dad jokes. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. Good times, though, man. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, <clears throat> switching gears. Recently, a dog was abandoned uh, due to the dog potentially being gay. So I guess the uh, the owners has assumed that this dog was gay, and they gave him up because he was humping a male dog, which makes no sense. But here's this. Dog abandoned for being gay is now adopted by a same-sex couple. So the dog has a home. I hate it, bro. I hate it. Yeah. The dog is gonna be. The dog is probably watching them hump each other. Like, yo, this yeah, is wild, what y'all yo. Do? What y'all doing, yo? It wasn't like this in the last house. Hey, <laughs> I was just experimenting. I want some pussy too. Yeah. That- <laughs> <laughs> oh man, First, like before we even talk about this, like a dog doing that is what a lot of dogs do, and it's just to assert dominance. It's not to like be gay. That's what dogs do. They sniff each other's balls, ass. The, the whole humping things, dogs hump, they hump anything. But that doesn't mean he's a, a gay dog. A dog will hump a pillow. That means he's yeah. pillow sexual? Yeah, he's a pillow sexual. He identifies as pillow sexual. <laughs> but yeah, this is two two white guys with, with uh, that have been together, I guess, 33, 33 years. A dog who made national headlines this month after being abandoned for his owners, abandoned by his owners <clears throat> for being gay, has been adopted by a same-sex couple last week. In Charlotte, North Carolina, reported five-year-old Fesco was surrendered to Stanley uh, Animal Protective Service by his owners after the pup pup humped another male dog. The shelter shared the unfortunate news on its Facebook page. Fesco shortly, quickly made national headlines and caught the attention of Steve Nichols and his husband, John Wynn, who live outside of Charlotte, not far from the shelter. I was in shock, Nichols said, said of... First reading about Fesco in the news, I flipped through the flip through and pass to the next story, and then something snapped inside of me. Oh, I don't want to hear what snapped inside of you. Um, nah, that's why. You know, <laughs> he said he went back and reread the story and watched the video coverage, and uh, then approached Wynn with an idea. We've been together for thirty three years, and thirty three years we faced the same ignorance, bigotry, uh, but we talked about it, and we thought this time we're going to do something about it. 
Okay. Well, first of all, I'm glad this dog has a home, right? Mm-hmm. You know, glad that the dog has a home. And his previous owners just sound extremely stupid. Like, yeah. extremely stupid. Yeah, that's a little ignorant. That's that's more than a little ignorant. Like, you don't even have the history of why dogs do, do what they do. It that, That's to assert dominance. I wonder if somebody in prison tried to use the same excuse. Like, I ain't gay. I'm just a certain dominance, cuz. Uh, I ain't gay. Stupid. I'm just a certain dominance <laughs> over your booty hole. That's all it is, cuz. Ain't nobody gay. <laughs> <laughs> that, yeah. that is a thing. I think that is a thing. Like, you hear about, um, I don't know. I, I don't think, I've never heard about it, but I've seen, like, mostly in, like, movies and stuff like that where somebody will beat somebody up and then rape them or something like that. That's wild, yo. Yeah. It's like, bro, you just wanted you just wanted to do that, dog. Mm-hmm. You just used beating them up as a cover. It's a it's a, it's an episode in Snow in the show Snowfall where the dude like on some wild stuff. Like he beat up the I guess I don't know if they were trying to get money back or something, but one of the OGs came through and he beat up the dude and then next thing you know he was smacking his cheeks and then wow. he just kind of walk out and just, you know, yeah, it was weird, but yeah. All right, a certain dominance. This is what it says in, in quote, male dogs that hump even after they are being neutered may be trying to assert their dominance in their social hierarchy. Neutered male dogs can hump dogs of the same sex or the opposite, which can be controlled through training, attention, or distraction. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, hey, hey, stop fucking out of the dog. Get over here. That's wild. Get over here now. That's super wild. That'd be crazy. Two pit bulls going at it. I remember one time, yo, this is swear, a true story. I remember this dude, my neighbor, I was probably like in, oh, fuck, fourth grade. And we had a neighbor that had this pit bull. And it was a girl, it was a, it was a girl pit bull. And then this straight, and he's like, uh, yeah, my girl dog, I chew these dogs up, man. And then this straight dog came into the apartment complex. And then he was like, yeah, whoop his ass. And then the girl dog laid on her back, and then the stray dog started licking her ass. <laughs> <laughs> and everybody was like, hey, break that up. Break that yeah. up. Yeah. That's I was funny. like, shit, that dog just trying to have a good time, man. Yeah, he's a little rough around the edges, but you know what I'm saying? He probably had like a thug appeal. You know how women be liking thugs. Oh, the dog, the dog yeah. was a thug? Yeah. That dog came straight up licking ass. <laughs> <laughs> hey, yeah, that's a trip. Yeah. When when he did when he did that uh, when the dog started licking ass the song that came in my mind was like, dun, dun, how do you want it? Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, I'd be also wondering like, how do scientists know the psychology of an animal? Like, what if the dog really was gay? Mm. You know, like what you know because the, they you know they're leading with this idea of a certain dominance. But what if he really just wanted some man butt? Yeah, you never know. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I don't know if I don't know if dogs being gay is a thing or not. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I just know that we've domesticated them. We've decided that they're our pets. You know what I'm saying? And I guess that's what we're rolling with now. But there's some there's a lot of uh I think somebody had a crazy statistic. I don't remember what it was. Also I'm i I'm learning to to um I'm realizing that not that I didn't know this before, but it's a lot of false information on the internet. Like literally yeah. people like so, so for example, um, I follow. I don't even follow them. You know, like sometimes social media will cater or put things in front of you that they think you would like. Mm. So you know, this free agency has been going on. So there's a lot of like 49er stuff that I've been following, trying to see where Jimmy G is going and all that. And 
there's like these 49er topics that'll pop up on my Twitter feed. Mm. But it'll literally be false information. Like Debo Samuels is getting traded to the Texans or Jimmy G is getting traded for a second round pick, my sources say. Like literally stuff that is not true at all. And I'm like, yo, this is this this is very dangerous. And I, I think it's hard to say like what we can do about it, but I think there needs to be something done about like just flat out lies on on Twitter. Too many people on there, man. Ain't shit they could do. Yeah, they do it on um, they do it on uh, Facebook though. What do you mean? They they, like it? if it's a false article or if the article is um, oh, fact has check. misinformation, yeah, they'll they'll put that on there. Yeah, I, the only thing that could, the only thing that's scary at that point though is like who are the gatekeepers of the truth, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Like it, like at some point it's kind of like. What if some of these articles that are labeled fake news or whatever, like what if they come to be factual? But mm-hmm. the only problem is, is the gatekeepers of information, they kind of suppress who gets to say what. Yeah. And that's scary, too. Yeah. Because the shit with COVID, it was so many stories. It's mm-hmm. So many things that were true and false, like, oh, six feet. Wait, six feet, not enough. Wait, no, six feet should be substantial. Oh, yeah. wait, wear mags. Uh, mass protect you wait they don't you got to actually have an n95 mask oh mm-hmm. so it's like bro all these different stories that come out and it's like you only get the truth in doses yeah. or you get inaccurate truths mm-hmm. and you just got to believe what cnn tells you you got to believe what fox news tells you mm-hmm. it's like i think you know what i think you should do i think you should take in everything and then you have to decide from that point what's valuable yeah that's the world we live in now, man. Or we just have to fact check things. Like we, the internet is the internet is the internet. Like, but the that's thing, the problem, <clears throat> Keith. But that is a problem. Well, people are stupid. But <laughs> when we were in school and you had to write an essay, yeah, the teacher would say, tell you straight on, like, hey, do not go to Wikipedia and use Wikipedia mm. as a reference to this essay. You have to write yeah. an essay for. <laughs> You would have to use like <laughs> peer reviewed, you know, journals, journals written by medical doctors or whatever the case may be, not just Googling any sort of blog or whatever that pops up. Because sometimes it'd be like a guy, a guy like myself that's just has a blog and, you know, I'm just writing on there pretty much any anything. It could be misinformation. It could be factual. It could be right. whatever. And people are referencing that as, as mm. a truth. And that's the danger of the internet. Like Wikipedia is ran by just regular people. You yeah, know? It's not and good. you know, that's how you know like it'd be and you hear celebrities even say stuff all the time, like, Hey man, I'm not even from New York. I was born in New Jersey or yeah, something. Like that. You know, they get the height wrong, like I'm not six two, I'm six five. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so yeah, you never know how old people are, how young people are, because that shit be fake. Yeah. Yeah, but I i mean, the dumb thing is I'll still click on a Wikipedia link like it's, like, legit. You know what's crazy I was just thinking about? Um, that moment with Will Smith and Chris Rock is going to be a Jeopardy question one day. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, um, what's the name is dead. Um, Pat, what's the name? It's not Pat Sajak. What's his name? I don't remember. What's his name? Is it, I think it's Pat Sajak. They don't have the show anymore? No, they do, but I'm saying the guy is dead now. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, Jeopardy. This is Jeopardy. Hold on. Who is Will Smith? This person slapped such and such at the Oscars. Uh, what's his name? What the hell? Oh, it's some new guy. Um, Mayim Bayek. Mayim Bayek? Yeah. Uh, what the hell are you guys? 
and can't find it. Alex Trebek. I'm tripping. Yeah. Alex Trebek is the guy's name. Mm. Alex Trebek was a great fucking host. <clears throat> yeah, but what I love about Alex Trebek is he kind of threw in his personality with it. Because mm-hmm. it'd be like a nerd that would just think he was right. He'd mm-hmm. be like, boop, boop, boop. What is tater salad? No, what are the tater salads? <laughs> eh. Now, that would be trash <laughs> if you got one word wrong and then you you didn't get the money. That would be trash. He'd be like, boop, boop. Uh, when you press the button, it'd be like, boop, boop, boop. Mm-hmm. And it'd be like, bacon twist. No, what are bacon twists? <laughs> eh. mm-hmm. Never be all bent out of shape. Yeah. I've been waiting for this moment my whole life, Alex Trebek. This is messed up. <laughs> that was crazy. <laughs> that was, uh, Je- when I was a kid, the biggest shows, like those type of shows, was Jeopardy. Um, Will of Fortune. Remember Will of Fortune? Mm-hmm. Will of Fortune. They used to cheat like a motherfucker on there. Yeah. They would spin that wheel around and the little ball would be bouncing all over the place. Mm-hmm. Bankrupt. Then they spin mm-hmm. in the ground again. Yeah. <laughs> Bankrupt. It's like, dude, that ball's got a magnet in it, bro. It's yeah. got to have a fucking magnet in it. One time I seen some shit, I was like, oh, these niggas is cheating. They spun it around and it was like, bouncing back and forth and then it shot forward and it just jumped back i'm like hey man i might cheating i seen that i ain't trying to get that money up yeah what's the what's the other daytime show that was huge in the 90s especially price is right price is right yeah and it was always some stupid motherfucker that didn't know how to bid on things Mm -hmm. it'd be like a toaster they'd be like nine (laughs) hundred (laughs) dollars the sad part is they'd be so they'd be so excited It'd be like a box of Magnums, and they'll be like two hundred dollars. Like that's why you got all them kids now. You don't know the price of a condom. It's like my name is Jessica Al. No, my name is Jessica Alvarez. I'm a mother of three, and I live in Bakersfield, California. Yeah. yeah. What do you bid on a toaster? Nine thousand dollars. <laughs> They'd be so happy. They give bro. you. They send you right on a first class They'd trip right to Bakersfield. Yeah. Yeah, That's some people would be like they would be clapping, but some people would be like, "Oh, because the bid would be so bad." Yeah. That's funny. <clears throat> yeah, good times. And you know what's fucked up is why on the show on that show on the prizes, right? The only people that won cool prizes were like old people that were too old to use the fucking prize. Mm. A all expenses paid trip to Jamaica. Yeah, and a new car. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's like she she don't even drive no more. Yeah, she's senile. And the old lady would be looking around like not even happy like, I just wanted a crossword puzzle. <laughs> Dang. Oh, man. Do uh, uh, you remember the showcase at the end? Mm-mm. It would be basically a showcase. Like it was the, the final thing you would do at the end. Um, and then you would have to like do a bid like that was the closest to the whole showcase to win. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And that, that big old wheel that they spin around, that motherfucker looked like it was heavy. You know mm-hmm. what I'm talking about? Some of them would get up there and be like, really? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that motherfucker had a magnet in it, too. Or it was mm-hmm. like a, like controlled by a, like a freaking hydraulic pump or something. Because something, huh? they'd be like, and then you could tell how strong, because there'd be some people that were strong that could spin it quick. Because mm-hmm. like, you could tell by how the noise was. Like when you pull it down and go... Five cents. Thank you for coming. <laughs> they hated giving away money, man. Yeah, they hated. You could tell they was like, "Oh, she wasn't supposed to win." <laughs> yeah, I think that was it. I don't think there was any more shows like game shows. 
Um, I think the California Lottery was another one. I never watched that. Oh, California Lottery was a big one. Yeah, people the used to. Yeah, they had that. They had a wheel too on the California Lottery where it would spin back and forth and it would mm. be bouncing, bouncing, bouncing. Mm-hmm. And then once the wheel go up and the ball would stay in there, then it would drop again. Mm. Oh, I got you. Yeah. The back in the day, the show that was big was uh Who Wants to Be a Millionaire was fucking huge when it first came out. Yes. That was a really good show. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I would have won so much money if I would have got on there. Really? Oh, yeah. Because I tend to know like little shit like that for some mm-hmm. reason. I don't know why. Mm-hmm. Like I paid attention to class, but I was always fucking around at the same time. But I yeah. always caught the important shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, another one was, uh, uh, well, Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? And then it was, uh, what was the one with Howie Mandel when it first started? Deal or No Deal. Mm. Yeah. There, uh, in the other news there, um, I think Maury this is going to be his last season or something. No like that. way! You heard about that? No. Oh yeah, uh, I think that I think he's retiring. I think that's why they're. So, I mean, apparently, they've ran out of paternity tests. Man, that's all his show turned into the paternity test show. Yeah, and and you know it's 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 paid actors now, but it was real at one time because mm-hmm. it'd be at one time that and and the women would always fucking run out. They'd be like, when it comes to four month old Deontay. Deshante, <laughs> you aren't the father. <laughs> oh my God! Ah! Then they take off running. They run down the fucking hallway. Yeah. Then they make a left into the break room. And then they see there's no door there, so they run back out. And then they go into another double door. And it's like, yo, they like <clears throat> they trapped in there, yo. No, the first gender reveals was on Maury. What do you mean? Before we was blowing up balloons and oh, stuff like yeah. that, it would be people dating, and then they would get on the show, and they would be like. Chris, I just want to let you know, hopefully you still love me after this, but I'm a man. You're be like, nigga, y'all been having sex for two years. You didn't see those balls? <laughs> that was hilarious. You didn't see those balls, bro. You seen them, bro. That's crazy. Nah, I, I think what it is is uh, uh, they used to have, um, I think more, I think. Jerry Springer's was the worst. It was the most obvious. It's paid actors. Mm-hmm. But it would be somebody come up and they'd be like, I got a secret to tell you. Like, <laughs> voice what be- do you got to tell me? You got a gender neutral voice. You know I love you, right? <laughs> yeah, I know you love me, girl. What you got to tell me? You could keep it real with me. I was born a man. <laughs> what? You was born a man? What you mean? I wanted to tell you the whole time, but you never wanted to listen to me. <laughs> <laughs> Every time I brought it up, you changed the subject. <laughs> Then he ain't tripping. Why you on the show? Oh man! Like you, you like literally brought me all the way to fucking Jerry Springer to tell me, yo, it was this. You know how sometimes the girls on on Jerry Springer would just get up there and just pull their breast out. I just want my Jerry beats. beats, I just want my Jerry beats. It was this bigger black woman one day, right? Mm And bro, her bro, her titties was so big they had to blur out the whole screen. (laughs) I just want my Jerry beads. And her titties was so big, they had to blur out the whole fucking screen. And everybody was like, oh! That's hilarious, <laughs> bro. That's comedy. Jerry! 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 Mm-hmm. Jerry! That's when the world started going downhill. Mm-hmm. Jerry Springer was the pre-internet Jerry Springer was when, like, <laughs> we've always had something in our lives throughout mm-hmm. American history that has occupied like a negative space. Jerry Springer was one of them. Mm-hmm. Before that, it was like fucking uh, Howard Stern. Mm-hmm. 
Because Howard Stern used to do wild shit before any of this shit came out. Mm-hmm. One day, Howard Stern put mayonnaise on these chicks' asses and was throwing bologna at their ass to see if the bologna would stick to their ass. Jerry, oh man. It's it's so funny because, uh, like, uh, the dude Adam22, he has, like, a... It's almost like the new, improved... I don't want to say new and improved, but it's like a newer version of that show where he just brings on... These OnlyFans chicks. Who? Adam Twenty Two. Oh, Adam Twenty Two. Yeah. yeah, he has like a oh, on yeah. his Patreon. I know you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah I see. Yeah. It. it basically, it, it, I've seen that before. It's him and his girl. They both, I guess, they both do porn, mm-hmm. but they basically bring on the girls that they fuck on there, and they have conversations. Mm-hmm. And it's like I've never, I'm not gonna buy content to see fucking Adam. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, that's hilarious. Yeah, it's a market for it. But it, I, I, I could remember as a kid like. Because, you know, Howard Stern, his Howard TV Stern, show yeah. used to come on. Was it Comedy Central? No, he's come on E. On E, yeah. Mm-hmm. Late nights. And I would be, I for sure. My, I, actually, my dad used to watch it, and I would be, like, acting like I was asleep and looking at blurred out titties. <laughs> <laughs> and then Howard Stern have all them sound effects in the background. Baba boy. Baba boy. Baba boy. <laughs> he brought on Beetlejuice. He'd be like, Beetlejuice, what's nine plus nine? <laughs> 97. Yeah. He had one dude. This I should not be laughing at this at all. But here's the thing: like sometimes you can't help what you laugh at, and it doesn't make you a bad person. But they had this guy on named Stuttering John, mm-hmm. and Stuttering John used to like literally go have convulsions because he would stutter so bad, bro. Mm-hmm. And I used to laugh. I used to be crying, and it's like I shouldn't be laughing at this. Mm-hmm. Like he'd be like, "I just, I just, I just, I just, I just, I just." Ah! <laughs> <laughs> What? <laughs> I swear to God, look up, look up, stuttering John. I just, I just, I just, I just yeah, <laughs> bro, it was bad. And I, and bro, trust. Back then, I was a kid, so mm-hmm. I, I didn't even know what I was looking at, and I would mm-hmm. just be laughing like, "Oh my God, is this guy serious?" Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's a classic Jerry Springer, man. That's comedy. <clears throat> There's that Howard Stern, huh? Howard Stern or Jerry Springer? I'm chipping Howard Stern. I know what mm-hmm. I did. I just say Jerry Springer again. Mm-hmm. Howard Stern. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I'm conflating the pieces of shit. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's really it with the dog, the gay dog stuff. We went on a tangent. All right, <laughs> yeah. switching gears. Male birth control. Um, I know for many, many years, women have had to deal with the brunt of, uh, you know, the side effects from birth control and <clears throat> acne and, you know, all kinds of stuff. But I guess now they've created something for men. male birth control pill expected to start human trials this year. The new non-hormonal pill was 99% effective at preventing pregnancy in mice. Um, Let's see. Most contraceptives are designed for people with uteruses, leaving new pregnancy prevention options for those with testes. Uh, Let me see. Uh, Now scientists are working to to create a non-hormonal birth control pill for men which has proven successful in lab trials on rodents. According to researchers behind the contraceptive, human trials could start by the end of the year. Women have may have many choices for birth control, ranging from pills to patches to in was it intra in, intraterine? What the hell the that U-E-I. is? The bi- UEI. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. That um, <laughs> and party as and I- partly U- as U- yeah IUD 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 yeah, yeah. Um, devices. And BET. BET. <laughs> Girl, you got that BET device still up in you? 
Can you imagine like later in the future if like Spectrum gets involved with like IUDs? Yeah. And they'd be like, and they send you like a notification like, hey, your IUD bill is, is going to be due on the 15th. <laughs> a subscription base? That's funny. That'd be crazy. You don't pay your bill, now you pregnant and shit. <laughs> That's um, funny. They bear the most. Women have the most choice of birth control, raging from pills, patches. As a partly as a result, they bear most of the burden preventing pregnancy. The researchers behind the work say in the press release, but men's birth control options and therefore responsibilities could soon be expanding. This is what I'll say about this. Um, I'm just going to stick to condoms because I don't know. First of all, like if, if you're in a relationship and you take the pill, I don't even know if you should do it then. I think you, but damn, then you're putting all the responsibility on a woman now. What you mean? Like women have had to go through a lot with birth control. Sometimes it really fucks them up. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It fucks mm-hmm. them up. They could gain weight. They get acne, skin problems, all mm-hmm. kind of shit. And it fucks them up. So it's like they've had to face the brunt of it. And it's like if you're in a relationship, a lot of people don't want. I'd rather use a condom than fucking take birth control. But some people don't want to wear no condom. They just I know. Like that feeling. But if you, if you, if you want a kid and you're like, yo, I'm, I'm cool with that. Then just, just you know, you could bust. Mm-hmm. But if not, it's like fuck. I, I would be too afraid to take this. It's not. A, they they did a trial on mice, not humans. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What, what if you take this pill, right? You taking it, everything's cool. But over the years, you lose a whole inch off your dick. Goddamn. That's not worth my it's inch, not man. Even worth having sex anymore. Nah, man. Y'all took an inch from me from taking Damn. these pills. <clears throat> yeah. Ain't worth it. I think that. <laughs> I don't like that article because it put like this. This. Uh, a little slight biased tone in there. What do you like, mean? It made it seem like women are the only ones having to to deal with the brunt of like some type of birth control. When in reality, men putting on these condoms, you know what I mean? That's not that big a deal. We're just putting a condom on them. Nah, men men hate putting on condoms. This is like the worst the worst of the worst. For condoms me. I hate I, they're not the best, but there's some condoms that have been pretty decent over the years. Yeah. It's like, like which ones? Some condoms are so thin that you got to look down to make sure that motherfucker's still on. Yeah, you'd be like, I've been having fun too long. Oh my god! And then they you got looking. the ultra thins. The yeah. children they got the ultra thins. And then it's really confusing because if you black and then you got this condom on it, it just like all you see is just black like with naked dick. Huh? It's just like a naked penis <laughs> with no condom on it. You're like, what the fuck, man? I could have swore I put it on. <laughs> The only time a condom is bad is if you felt you felt it um if you had sex without the condom. Then you like comparing uh, yeah. the two, comparing and contrasting. Ain't the and same, like, man. Yeah, you're like, dang, I ain't wearing this condom. They ain't the same, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just like a uh, condom is like off brand cereal. Yeah. You're like off brand cereal be having names like uh Gilbert Crunch. You're like, who the fuck is Gilbert? Mm-hmm. Who the fuck is Gilbert? Yeah. And why does he have a crunch cereal? What's going on? Flakes. Flakes. <laughs> no name, just flakes. <laughs> Nigga, what flakes is these? <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. That's hilarious. When I see generic cereals now, bro, I just start laughing. I don't That's know why. Mm. Like, it'll be like, it'll be like, uh, it, you'll see like a, a, a colorful bear and it'll be like fruity bears. Be like, <laughs> fruity bears. What? <laughs> fruity dogs. That uh-huh. should be the new cereal, Fruity Dogs. And Fruity just dogs? have that dog that got that got taken back to the uh dog pound or whatever. LGBTOs. LGBT <laughs> Fuck Cheerios. <laughs> we got the new O's here. Non-binary O's. Oh, that's that that doesn't have a ring to it, Keith. <laughs> that doesn't ring to it. Oh man. 
crazy. Black Lives Matter crunch. Nah, that don't got a ring. Got a ring to it. Kaepernick crunch. <laughs> Kaepernick crunch. <laughs> no, if Kaepernick got, if Kaepernick got a cereal, it'd be a uh, uh, Nilios. Nilios. <laughs> Nilios is funny. That's hilarious. He's like, I like you guys to try my new cereals <laughs> called Nilios. <laughs> All this money's gonna go to the what's the, what's his nonprofits? I've been out here working every day, passing the ball. 365 days a week. I'm real hopeful. That's why I think be talking in their little interviews. You said 365 days a week? Oh, my bad. Ain't no 365 <laughs> days in a week, nigga. I'm fighting, <laughs> I'm fighting police brutality 365 days a week. <laughs> <laughs> You're fighting police brutality with every bite. <laughs> Try Nilios. It's all vegan. All I want is transparency from the NFL. It's funny. Yeah, he, he does have that little voice, kind of. Yeah, it's kind of like almost like slight, light, slight nerdy kind of. There's <laughs> a little nerd in there. A little bit, a little bit of nerd in there. Sprinkle yeah. a little nerd on there. <laughs> yeah, I think Kaepernick gonna get in the league this year, yo. He's slanging that ball. He's slanging the fuck out that ball, and yeah. people that like he's he said he's getting legit interest from teams. Yeah, yeah. So he he's waiting on somebody to pull the trigger. You know, that be, would be such a like a a powerful story for him to be back in the NFL and starting and successful. Yeah, I think the best team for him to go to is is uh, Atlanta. They got uh, Marcus Mariota. I know, but as a backup, he better than Marcus Mariota. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's true. Just got to play my role behind Marcus Mariota. Yeah, yeah. You know, if, if if he played it like right now, the league is thriving with quarterbacks like Colin Kaepernick. Mm-hmm. But back when he was playing, it was a lot. It was still a lot more stationary. Like. Yeah. You know, classic quarterbacks, but now he would strive in this league. If mm-hmm. you take Kaepernick to the Niners last season, we'd have a Super Bowl. Man, I don't even like having that conversation. And people say, like, hell no, Kaepernick's trash. Before Kaepernick left, he was sorry, though. Blaine Gabbert took his job, but it's because that offense the was fucked up. team was trash. He came yeah. off an injury. It was a whole. Yeah, that whole season was mm-hmm. just a waste. It was just a waste. It, they showed, because um, it'd be like some Colin Kaepernick supporters that'd be on, 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 the, on the internet, like on Twitter and stuff. And they showed a graphic of all the players that had left the team um, prior to that year. Oh, his last year, it was a bunch of people. Man, like uh, fucking seventy five percent of the team was gone. Yeah, Michael Crabtree, um, a whole bunch of other um, people from the from, on offense and defense. So I was like, damn, yeah, that's it was, crazy. It was a lot. Yeah, but hopefully, um, I'm rooting for Colin Kaepernick. Hopefully, he gets back in the NFL because he looks good. He's throwing accurate passes. You know. Um, Slanging a rock, he he traveling across the country. He yeah, was just at Washington, University of Washington. He was in Atlanta, I think, Texas, maybe. So he out there doing his thing. Yeah, yeah. He just yeah, for you jumped off topic, but uh, yeah, I don't know what this male birth control is gonna do. I don't know how it's gonna affect us uh, hormonally. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so yeah, it's it's a no for me. I'm gonna stick with the good you old good? Con- good old condoms. Yeah, I'm not taking none that's been tried on a rat. But I I will say though like if if it if it was a thing where it was like a realistic thing and you know maybe you don't want your girl taking the brunt of uh, right. you know the birth controller or whatever yeah. that would be that would be something I would consider yeah but I would want to you want to you want to actually have a conversation with your lady first like so you know is your birth control good I'm like yeah I'm fine I'm like okay no need for me to take this <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I ain't taking this rat poison yeah that's facts. <laughs> <laughs> no, you just be like, so uh, how's your how's your IUD doing? Mm-hmm. Like, ah, it's good. All right, 
That's pretty much it. That's know? pretty much it. Yeah. That's it. You know. Mm-hmm. But uh, if if your girl is going through problems, like honestly, you're taking on the same risk as your girlfriend, though. Like, so that's the thing. She's got something in her that's still being um, researched. Mm-hmm. Like IUDs ain't been out that long. Mm-hmm. I, don't yeah. they, I don't think they've been. Uh, yeah, I don't know how long they've been. They've been around. I, 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 IUD is basically like when you know you having sexual relations and the sperm tries to make it to the egg. The egg got a bouncer, like at a club at the front door. It's like you can't get in if He's you ain't got a name IDs. on. I need, yeah, I need your ID. <laughs> you got your name on the checklist. We don't know Brad Simmons. You got to get back. We can't let you in here. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much it. <laughs> so the IUD is basically a bouncer at Club Bricks. I'm dead. <laughs> <laughs> can't get in here. <laughs> that's crazy. That'd be crazy. Imagine, imagine if like. She really like going through a real whole phase, and there's a bunch of different sperms in there. And they're like, "Hey, who are you guys? What are you guys all doing here?" Dang, <laughs> I heard something wild like that. Like some girl was gonna have sex with X amount of people, and then the um, they wanted to be like a battle to see like the most uh, resilient sperm. Yeah, that's crazy. I was like, "That's wild." Dang, that's nuts. <laughs> That's I don't even know how that that'd be. What if you had like if they like like mixed up, and you got like a black Puerto Rican white baby? Oh man, I, yeah, that's yeah, that's that's different. But I, I guess I guess if you want to create a physical specimen, like you would just because if your if your if the sperm is just like that resilient enough to fight through all the other sperms and then finally make it to the egg that's that that shows a lot can you imagine the theme music behind that sperm sperm the tiger no that's not eye the tiger no i'm saying but all but the song playing that song yeah sperm just punching out but yeah, I guess if they knew that they would be working out like doing a whole Rocky montage in in the nutsack. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. I, I like when they had like the like uh, not the acoustic version, but like during the movie, you would hear different versions of a dun, 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 yeah. dun, dun, dun. It's like it's a what they call it is a motif. Motif, which is like a yeah. theme of like a, a musical theme, <clears throat> right? And then they'll play on a piano right here. Yeah, play it on the strings in another part when yeah. they're having a conversation. So. And then you hear Rocky giving one of his raggedy speeches. You never give up fighting. You got to keep fighting everywhere you go. Yeah, you you're not a quitter, and I know you're better than that. You're yeah. not a quitter. Yeah. <laughs> Rocky used to get the shit knocked out of him. Yeah. That was like the American story, right? You know, mm-hmm. you see Rocky, he's getting the shit beat out of him, but he's American. He ain't yeah. gonna stop fighting. Yeah. Yo, that Russian was killing him, bro. Ivan Drago. He's like, if he dies, he dies. Yeah. That movie is fire. That's still a great movie. Rocky, I, I literally used to watch Rocky for the the workout montages. Those used to get me juiced. Yeah. I would watch those and be doing my little push-ups while I'm watching the movie and stuff. One of my favorite movies from, especially in you know in retrospect, one of my favorite movies of of uh, Sylvester Stallone was uh, Over the Top. I never seen that. It's a trucker movie. He's a truck driver and he's got like a son, but he's got like visitation. Mm-hmm. 
and he has he picks his son up and takes him across the country. But he's also a professional arm wrestler, mm-hmm. so he's going to these different places to arm wrestle. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's like all these characters, like I'm gonna crush you. Yeah, it came out in 90s like thing. very early. It came out in like eighty, oh, probably eighty eight or something like that. Mm-hmm. Some of the like some of the people listen to the podcast know exactly what I mean. But because was that in between the Rocky movies and stuff? Uh, yes, it was mm-hmm. over the top. It came out in 1987. I was two years old, so you definitely weren't around, sir. Yeah, I ain't never seen that. Yeah, good movie though. Mm-hmm. Good, good movie. But they're like back. That was back in the day when tr- like trucking was glorified. Now people don't give a fuck about us now. Yeah. It's like, oh, you drive trucks, bro? Yeah. Fuck you. <laughs> Damn, man. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Over the top. And what was another one he was in? It was really good. There was other trucker movies that came out in the 80s. It was another one called Maximum Overdrive, mm-hmm. where like all these cars tur- and these trucks turned against humans. Mm-hmm. You ever heard of it? Mm-mm. Yeah, it's a good one, too. I think that came in like around the same time. Mm-hmm. Maximum Overdrive. Uh, it came out in '86. Fuck. God damn. Yeah. After a comet causes a radiation storm on Earth, machines come to life and turn against their makers. Hold up in a North Carolina truck stop. A group of survivors must fend for themselves against a mass homicidal trucks. A diner cook. Bill Robinson, Emilio Estevez, emerges as a, the unlikely leader of the pack, attempting to find an escape plan for himself and the survivors, who include his boss, Bubba, Hendershot, and a newlywed couple. Crazy part is, somebody thought that that was a good idea. Yeah, it was a terrible movie. <laughs> <laughs> I know for a fact I could make a movie. Would I be hearing stuff like that? Oh, yeah. But yeah. We're talking about the 80s. And what I love about it, too, is like the... the the nostalgia, like the little the 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 sound effects and the music in the yeah. movies, like back in the day, like the the typical eighties like production. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like kind of like a rock, rock. Yeah, like a music. rock slash mm-hmm. like techno rock sound in the eighties. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Come yeah. on, we got to get out of here. And then the the. the uh, I think we. I think now we're getting to a space where. Um, dialogue in movies is a little bit more realistic. Because mm. back in the day, it used to be like that. Like, look here, wise guy. What's going on here? You know? And then, <laughs> <laughs> that's, how, that's, what, that's like, what, the 40s or something? The yeah, 50s? all them old 1950s movies. Yeah. And stuff. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. Because you remember those voices? Yeah. There was a movie, uh, oh my God, oh my God, was it called? A Wonderful Life. I think I brought it up before. Uh-huh. It's a Christmas movie. Mm-hmm. And it's basically a guy that was like, I wish I was never born. And <laughs> they showed him his life and how life would be for others if he was never born. Yeah. Right? And it's an old movie. A Wonderful Life came out. Wasn't it the 20s? Hold on. A Wonderful Life. I know they re- they referenced that in every TV show. Oh, man. I can watch episode. that movie every... I watch it every year for Christmas. Mm. Every fucking year. Well, yeah. Release date. Uh, January 7th, 1947. There was only one black person in the movie, and he was a um, he was a um, what do you call it? A servant, like he was like bringing him food and shit. <clears throat> mm-hmm. But he was the only black guy in the movie. But it was a great film. Mm-hmm. And then one, I, there's a part in the movie where 
he like comes down and he had all these complaints. I think this movie is very good and it's it it, it aged very well mm-hmm. because it's basically like you know be be thankful for what you have type shit. Yeah, you know he had all kind of debt, all kind of stuff. But once he came back to his life and found out how life would be if he wasn't around people, family members. Yeah, yeah. W- when he came back, he was like, "Oh, I love this old drafty house. Oh, I can't believe you. I love you, Jamie. I love you, Tommy." <laughs> you, you got, when, you, <laughs> when you guys watch the movie, you'll see what I'm saying. That's hilarious. Oh, Jamie, Tommy. Oh, come here. Oh, I love you guys so much. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> back in those old gangster movies, that's how they used to talk. Yeah, like ah, oh, put your hands out. Yeah. Yeah. If you want to die, keep talking. Yeah. And they just have like one of those Tommy guns. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Remember the big old round clip? Yeah, good times. Good old days. Good old good old mob movies. Mm-hmm. I think E forty took a sound clip from one of the old mob movies. Yeah, I think I don't remember. He got so many songs. The Barbarian, a savage. And then he had another one. It, those are all clips from old gangster movies. Yeah. Like old Italian mob movies. Yeah. He's like, mm-hmm. I'll tell you what we're going to do. We're going to come back here at 2 o'clock. We're going to stick this thing up. Mm-hmm. If you don't have the money, we'll take it. Yeah. Like, oh, but I'm just, a, I'm just a regular business owner. Please don't take my yeah. money. Yeah. We'll be back. And I need the money in a bag by 2 o'clock. Yeah. <laughs> I need the money now. <laughs> <laughs> that was funny. Good times. All right, switching gears. Um, Applebee's. Recently, Applebee's had some emails leaked. And uh, the emails were, were these executive emails that just basically expose how a lot of people think an upper echelon um, freaking businesses. Where the hell is the damn son of a bitch? Hold on. Got to find the link now to make sense of it. Uh, Applebee's emails leaked. <clears throat> what was that noise? You hear that? It's them pigeons up there, bro. Pigeons sound like a pigeon was farting up there. <laughs> that oh, the even pigeons is farting in front of their significant ridiculous, eyes. right? These pigeons are shitting their brains out right in front of their pigeon wife. <laughs> Take some notes. All right. Fury, as leaked Applebee's email suggests, high gas prices mean cheap labor. Um, a leaked email from a regional manager for casual dining restaurant chain Applebee's has been greeted with shock and disapproval after it was shared on popular Reddit forum Anti-Work. The post by Wayne Packeratz, the e- executive director of operations for Applebee's franchise, Apple Central LLC, has received more than 75 upvotes and has been shared around the internet where it has received mass backlash. Reported to have been leaked by employees at the Lawrence branch of Applebee's in St. Lawrence, Kansas, an image of a leaked email originally shared by the Facebook group Antiwork uh, on March 23rd by local resident Mariah Safford. In the email, Packeridge wrote, everyone has heard that gas prices continue to rise. The advantage this has for us is that it will increase application flow and has the potential to lower our average wage. He goes on to explain that most of the Applebee's employees base live paycheck to paycheck and that and and that an increase in gas prices will automatically cut their disposable income. Um, as inflation co- continues to climb and gas prices go up, that means more hours employees will need to work to maintain their current level of living, wrote Packerats. 
He suggested that the change means that Applebee's is no longer competing with the government when it comes to hiring. Stimulus money is no more. Supplemental unemployment is no more. He concludes that this will force people back into the workforce. This is crazy. This is crazy that someone in upper management at Applebee's would write this. Mm-hmm. You're trying to nickel and dime, motherfuckers, that you're already nickel and diming. Yeah. And you're using the current landscape of America when it comes to the gas prices against the employees. That's sick. I can see why they put this shit down here and got outraged by the email. But here's the problem. They've always felt like this. You just were too much in denial to believe it. Mm-hmm. A lot of companies do this. Amazon, all these motherfuckers do this shit. When you work for these places, just know that if you need to take a day off or they want to fire you, they will replace you the next day. Mm-hmm. They, you are just a number. You are just a number to them. And you will never get rich working any job. That goes for all of us. Why do you think I do this podcast every week? Not only because I love it, because I'm fighting for my future. I know that this can be a lucrative thing. And I, I know that it's what I really want to do with my life. I don't want to go anywhere at any time. This is no slight to anybody. But if you're not running the business, someone's running you in a way. Yeah. And they're going to do all they can to not pay you what you're worth. That's mm-hmm. just the, that's just literally what society has molded the workforce to be. Mm-hmm. Is I'm going to make as much as I can make with paying you the little, the least I can pay you. That's just kind of how it is mm-hmm. for most businesses across the board. But in this email, it just exposed the truth, which a lot of us already know. Yeah. Yeah. To me, I don't think he said anything wrong in there. He's just operating from a space of what is what is his job title? Oh, uh, fuck. I forgot. Uh, maybe he's a CEO of whatever uh, franchise. He's like or a regional guy. Regional he's manager. Upper management guy. Yeah. Um, and I, I just don't I don't think he said anything wrong. He what only thing he's done is, like you said, exposing what they're already thinking. You know, he's just articulating it in a way where. um you know, it, it may have been hidden for so long. Like you yeah. think that when you sign up for Applebee's and they give you your, sh- your shirt and stuff like that, you thinking it's a family dynamic and, you know, they selling you a dream when you come in. Yeah, you have opportunity to grow here and you can do this. And, you know, I've worked here for so, so many years and I've been able to, to grow in this company. And like all that stuff is just they're just selling you a dream. But at the end of the day, wherever you work, it may be a little bit better than this it may be a little bit worse than this but at the end of the day like we're all just you know just a a a number and a formula you know all they're trying to do is make sure at the end of the day when applebee's close and they count all the registers that they made x amount of dollars and they spent x amount of dollars and if they come out profitable and everything is good then that's all they really care about like i don't i don't go into um, when I went to uh, work at McDonald's, I never really worked at McDonald's with the idea that this company actually cares about my well-being, that they're going to, you know, look out for my best interest, because I just know that that's not how how these things work. You know, if you're working for, excuse me, if you're working for pretty much any of these big corporations, that's always going to be the tone of it. You know, when you could get into like these mom and pop places where, you know, there may be, um five or six employees in a certain office or something, then you can have like a real camaraderie or whatever the case may be. But Applebee's like, bro, they don't care about you. And this is, this is not even, it's news, but it's not really news. It's news because people like to play ignorant for, for so long. 
But in reality, this is just this is just the way it is. Like, and, and for me, I'm not a person that is trying to I'm not trying to change the regional manager's um, opinion on individuals that work for Applebee's. Yeah. What I'm going to do is I'm going to boss up. Yes. I'm going to make sure I'm running something. I'm going to make sure I'm owning something. I'm going to make sure I don't have to rely on um, going into Applebee's and, you know, counting up tips or whatever at the end of the night to make ends meet because, like, I don't, I don't like feeling like that. Yeah. And the only reason you – I mean, the only way you can, you know, escape from, from that rat race is by owning your own company, you know, making money on your own, making money independently of – any of these places because this is just you know this is just norm that's how that's how it's supposed well, to be but here's the problem though the problem is is that what they don't say these companies like amazon or taco bell or mcdonald's or all of them what they don't admit is upper upper management looks down on the workers they figure like wow you you you've got to be stupid to be working here so they they literally frown on the same people that make them money Mm-hmm. And that's the fucked up part. So I, I think when you have enough, not only respect for your time, but for yourself, you have to uproot yourself and get the fuck out of there because mm-hmm. these people don't give a fuck about you. What I will say I love about this generation, though, what I love about this generation is is a lot of people are finding value in themselves and not sticking around in a lot of these places. You know, our, our, you know, our relatives, you know, from many years ago, they got a job somewhere. They try to stay there as long as possible. And they try to do all the work and work as hard as they could. But what's the point of doing all that extra work when you're not you're getting the same paycheck? Yeah. You know, trying to retire from yeah. a, the regular average job. Yeah. You can't do that. This is this, yeah. ain't, this ain't 1920, mm-hmm. you know, where you could work. It's people that will. There are people that would like work at a place like In-N-Out Burger and retire there. Mm-hmm. Literally, mm-hmm. like back in the day. Like mm-hmm. you, if you worked there from like nineteen wherever whenever it started, I don't know. Let's say it started in the forties. You worked from from like nineteen forty to like nineteen seventy or something. Mm-hmm. And you could retire making burgers, and you had full benefits and all kinds of mm-hmm. shit. But mm-hmm. that don't that don't exist no more. Yeah. These companies give less and less fucks about all of their employees, and they literally will they will find ways to weed out people and replace you with robots or replace Mm -hmm. you with a service like they found ways to kind of fast track their service Mm -hmm. just so they don't have to pay workers to do it i've went into a mcdonald's where it was two motherfuckers uh no it was one person that was a cashier and then it was like three people in the back making food and it was a robot that took all the orders dang you walk in it's it's like three big ass screens you type your shit in and then you just wait on the food the the thing about it though is if you don't if you don't think about if you don't think about business in a progressive way, then we know the result of that. One hundred percent. Circuit City or Blockbuster yes. or whatever. Yes. So, as much as like you know these these guys that guy doesn't care that he he may care that the email leaked because yeah. it it shows like there's a like a chink in the armor or something like that. Mm-hmm. But he stands by that sentiment. You know, oh yeah, he's he basically his sentiment is like you guys have been getting stimulus money and. You know, you guys been getting all this other stuff. Like we, we like we realize that all that's all that stuff has ran out now. Yeah. Like you need to work now. now. You got to come back and work for me. Yeah, but the problem with that ultimately too, though, is like, like goddamn, like it, the it's two things are wrong. Like I don't think if you're a person that wants a bunch of free shit all the time, that's just not how the world works. But it's also not okay for the same person to like literally belittle and yet like you need to work type shit. Mm-hmm. Cause he not doing the same work y'all doing. Mm-hmm. He pushing papers. 
and sending emails. He making the real money. Mm-hmm. When you know you when you at the top of the company making real money, it's real fucking easy for you to say something about the workers. You you got the you're not getting chicken strips out fast enough. You're not doing this. You ain't never picked up a chicken strip in your life unless you put it in your fucking mouth. But yeah. you going to talk shit about the people that's doing all the work at your place. Mm-hmm. You guys need to move more effectively. I've lo- I looked at the numbers and it's showing that you're not getting the orders out fast enough. Mm-hmm. But here's the problem. People that just deal with X's and O's and numbers, that's all they see. They don't see people. So, yeah. And they're also probably not giving you the tools to get the work done faster. Mm-hmm. I remember we had a dude come down from like corporate when I worked at Sears. And he was telling us, like, we got to get the numbers up. We got to do this. We got to do that. And then um, Terrell, shout out to Terrell. He was the one that would always speak up. Like me, it's, sometimes when you know things are going to fall on deaf ears, like you don't even want to say nothing. Mm-hmm. But Terrell would be like, yo, we got these old machines that don't work fast. Like how are we supposed to do our job but they don't come? Mm-hmm. Like these these don't work. This don't work. This don't work. Like Terrell used to do, have a fucking shopping list mm-hmm. of shit that didn't work right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> one time the boss told us like, yeah, when you guys do great, I get a bonus. So I appreciate your hard work. He was like, how the hell you get a bonus if we ain't get if we do the work? Where's our money at? Yeah. You know, and this is the shit that goes on at these jobs. And then and then look, and then uh our boss tried to soften the blow uh at Sears. He tried to say, Well, it's not like a big bonus, but I do get a bonus. Like, man, shut the fuck it's up. It's too late now. The cat's out of the bag. Yeah. I mm-hmm. had to go in the office and bullying him, bully I had to bully him into giving me a fifty cent raise back mm-hmm. in two thousand and six. Yeah. You know, I'm in college. I'm like, yo, I need to get a raise, bro. And he was like, I mean, right now we're not really doing raises. I'm like, yeah, you going to give me a raise. Mm-hmm. And it, it was me. I remember it was me. Shout out to Alvaro. It was me, Alvaro, and Robert. We went in the office. He's like, yo, we need a raise. Like, we literally bullied that nigga to give us a raise. Yeah. That's so crazy. Like, you you think about, um, like, uh, I remember the guy that, that uh, his name was Clay. He was the person that taught me a lot of stuff at McDonald's. And he was talking about how he told every you about the McChickens. Yeah, he told me about the McChickens. He talked about how every year he would go and meet with the owner, and he would have like a, a meeting about you know raising his raising his pay. And I'd just be like, "Dang, you gotta like fight tooth and nail just to get a dollar more every hour or fifty cent more an hour," which, in the grand scheme of things, doesn't equate to much. But you think like, "Man, we got we fighting for we fighting for scraps out here." It's crazy. Yeah, man. Yeah. I it just I don't know, man. I think we I think as a society we have to start how do I put this? We have to start looking at our situation before someone proves to us how much they don't give a fuck about us. Mm-hmm. Like even if let's say a relationship starting to go bad, you've seen the writing on the wall. Mm-hmm. You've seen it. You start seeing the you start seeing the energy shift. You start seeing things going on. You just wanted to avoid it. Mm-hmm. You know? Uh but yeah, this is why I always show the utmost respect to people at fast food or places like Buffalo Wild Wings or Applebee's or whatever. They'd be like, all right, we're trying to get your order as soon as fast, sir. I'd be like, as soon as we can, sir. Mm-hmm. I'd be like, take your time. Mm-hmm. And when I tell them shit like that, they like look at me like, mm-hmm. he actually sees me as a human being? Mm-hmm. I'm like, hey, hey, it's okay. Just take your time. It's okay. Take your time. Thank you, yeah, sir. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I try to make a point like to when I see like 
employees like that, especially when it be busy. Yeah. Like I just be like, it? hey, how you doing? Or you know, just make sure I'm giving them like a real personal connection. Yes. Not like this. Oh my gosh, you guys are taking so long. Yeah. It's just food at the end you, of the day. You know what I find out though? What I found out is when I do that to them, my shit come fast. Mm-hmm. I remember I did that at uh, BJ's. I was getting some food, mm-hmm. and she was busy as fuck. She's like, "Yeah, I'm just trying to get this." I said, "Hey, hey, hey." Take your time. Mm-hmm. It's okay. Take your time. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay. And then, like, not too long after that, she came right out. The shit was hot as fuck, too. Mm-hmm. Freshly made. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, man, we appreciate it. Yeah. You know what I got to stop doing, though? Well, I haven't done it in a while, but every time I went to BJ's, I used to tell them it was my birthday just so I get that big-ass free cookie. Really? Oh, I was doing it a lot. Dang. you like, worse. They was like, oh, this nigga's back. <laughs> this, <nigga's- laughs> this nigga must be 60 years old. His birthday. <laughs> Oh, yo, my birthday passed. I should have went to BJ. Like, I'm going to just tell them. Next I time I go. About yeah, that. yeah, my birthday passed. But you go up in there and tell them that they make you that uh, bazooki. It's just a big old cookie with a big scoop of ice cream. They don't ask, I, don't, I don't think they even ask for your ID. I'd be smacking the bazookis. Yeah, they'd be I'm good. Fire. Big old warm cookie. Mm-hmm. Big warm, moist cookie, too. Warm and moist, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Make it Delicious. drop. Mm-hmm. Wet ass cookie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. From the top, a make it drop. A whack? Mm hmm. <laughs> Hop on top. I want to ride. I do a Kegel when it's inside. <laughs> yeah, she's. Yeah, shout out to uh, who said that? Cardi. Shout out to Cardi. Cardi B and Meg. Yeah, man. Um, not a, not a whole lot else to say about this, man. Um, we just want to send our uh, send our best out to Will, man. And you know what they should do? They should have a. Um, this would be the perfect setup to a celebrity boxing match. Mm. I don't think it's going to happen, but, you know, I'm just saying. And have me and Eddie host it, that'd be fire. Yeah. And then, like, you know, as one of the, you know, events or leading up to it, we would just have uh, Jazzy Jeff get thrown out of the I'm house. I'm dead. <laughs> 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 oh, man. Yeah. Man. I'm definitely glued to the internet. I want to see what everybody has to say. I want to see what DJ Academics and Charlemagne and Schultz and all these guys oh, have they're to gonna, say. Yeah, they're um, going to, yeah. yeah I, I think good stuff. If, I could, if, I, if I say one thing that could be learned from this is to not be so reactionary. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like in that moment where you feel somebody has disrespected your wife or whatever the case, I mean, first of all, you need to understand he's a comedian. It's what he does for a living. And it's like you just went flew off the handle. I just I just can't give any leverage to Will Smith. And there, and I already I went on the internet right now. I went on Facebook and it was like, as he should, he deserved to get slapped for that. This is a bunch of women like telling Will Smith it's okay to be violent towards another man for words. That's not okay. Those are the type of women that get your husband killed. Exactly. You be in the club and you get into an altercation, and then that same person you slap will go right to their car, mm-hmm. pull their gun out, and kill you. Kill you right there. And then go to jail for 20 years. Mm-hmm. There's some people that don't give a fuck, man. Mm-hmm. There's some people that do not care. Yeah. But yeah, I think that it is, like, yeah, it's your, I feel like it is, uh, how do I say this? I feel like it is important to protect your lady's honor, mm-hmm. but it's also important to have control over yourself mm-hmm. and not allow yourself you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to do a poll on Instagram and say, was Will right or wrong for what he did? And I want to see what people say. Yeah. I'm just curious to see what people say. Because with me and Keith, we take a different spin on it. 
not only as men that can that have control over our emotions, mm-hmm. you know, but as as people who can, you know, have been on stage and have done comedy, you know, we we understand that like this, it's deeper than just like him feeling disrespected. You, I, I think it would it would also be kind of unfortunate if I don't know what Jada Pinkett's opinion on it was, but like it would also be un kind of unfortunate if Jada Pinkett is the one that had the emotional intelligence in that. Mm. She's like, yo, well, you, 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 you tripping. You like, didn't have to do that. Yeah, yeah we can't, that. we can't make Jada out to be the bad person. Jada didn't go up there and slap him. Mm-hmm. Jada made it felt uncomfortable, but at the same time, that doesn't mean she told Will to do that. Yeah, man, like, yo, Will, Will had a Kanye moment today. We can't ignore that. That's so. It's it still baffles me that this happened yo, in real life. I just had a revelation. Will Smith just had. A Kanye moment, and August Alsina is his Skeet Davidson. I'm dead. <laughs> <laughs> I hate August Alpina. I hate him for what he did to my wife. You start seeing all these tweets from Will Smith. August Alpina is oh, not over between us. <laughs> that's. Uh, uh, but I will say, like, like uh, going back to what I was saying earlier, like, man. W- all these celebrities are humans, and a lot of people's mental health is hanging on by a thread. And a lot of stuff unchecked, you know, whether it's COVID and all this stuff built up with the with the book coming out and movies and Oscars and all these things. Like, man, all this stuff combined can really um, have a, take a toll on your emotions. So mm-hmm. maybe nine out of ten times he might have just brushed it off, but that one moment where he was just dealing with so much stuff in his life like that happened. I just, I just think like it's so our emotions are okay, but you know we can always control how we react to certain things. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the that's the place we need to be in where we don't allow certain people to get us out of character. Yeah, that's what you don't want to do. Mm-hmm. Don't don't allow nobody to get you out of character to the point to where you're being violent towards them. Mm-hmm. I don't want to keep reiterating the same point, so me and Keith are going to wrap this podcast up. Yeah. But if you have made it to the end of this podcast, man, we genuinely appreciate you. Mm-hmm. Thank you for listening to a Trucker's Mind podcast. I'm Eddie McGee. It's your boy, K. Things. We're out of here. Peace.